Previously on the real house. Previous on the real house. Housewife. We're in sunny San Diego. Sunny San Diego. Sunny San Diego. Don't you ever expect me to have your back? Don't. don't. You've shown up for me for 60% and then you shit on me and my family. I think that we have very, very toxic relationships with Jen. Do you think our relationship is toxic? Because of you, you flip flop. Because of me? You flip flop, Heather. You've told me that you need to be on a friendship break from her right now. Oh, news to me. Yeah, that's what this is. Let's go, girls. A little party never killed nobody. Hello and welcome to Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo. Hi, Mariana. Oh my God, baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. Hi, baby gorgeous. Oh my God, Salt Lake City this week. You loved? My fingers couldn't type fast enough. <laughs> See, I'm losing patience with Heather Gay. I just feel like she watched that season of Beverly Hills where Crystal was being annoying, not saying the <laughs> truth, and she thought, I'm going to be more annoying. <laughs> I think I loved it so much, and I went looking for the after show of the episode. Which do I- they exist? Yeah, of course they do. I've never watched. Yeah, well, because we don't watch these shows on Bravo. Yeah. Then I'm not thinking of going to the Bravo site to get these little tidbits. But So what what did you find? Well, they still don't know what happened. Mm. But what I did learn is pretty much all the ladies think it's Jen because they can't imagine that it's Meredith because the three of them were the last ones up. Yes, I think production sort of gave us a little bait and switch when they made out like with that opening of the door mm. that that was linked to it and it really wasn't. And in the after show it was Heather and Meredith together and Heather kept pleading the fifth and deferring to counsel, i.e. Meredith. I think she just got knocked around during the beach games, a fist flew into her face accidentally while they were sandbagging, sandcastling, whatever, and mm. I don't know what she's doing but I don't. I don't enjoy it. I'm sure Andy will get it out of her. Well, at reunion, it's just no? clearly we don't have the footage then because mm. we, we had the door cam. We saw them there at 4.50am. So then what happened? I don't know. I mean, Angie15k reckons that she her room was a mess. Maybe she just tripped on a shoe. and. <laughs> I think so. Or like, does bruising happen that quickly? Because uh, we're it, looking at it, what, five hours up later? It can. Bruising can come up pretty quickly, but mm. obviously later it comes up worse, right? Yeah. I, and I'm only saying that because I'm clumsy AF and I bruise like myself all the time. The other day I whacked, I walked past the bed and whacked my knee. Fuck, it hurt. And then I was like a bit sooky about how much it hurt. And the next day I'm looking at the bruise and I'm like, fuck, yeah. that's a big ass bruise. It didn't come <laughs> up straight away. And like a little one came up and then the next day it was terrible. So maybe you're right. I don't know. It's just so weird. Mm. And like, yeah, I see like if Jen, maybe they were roughhousing just like playing around, just drunk gals, and it was an accident, but she just didn't want to say it because it looks bad for Jen's trial. Yeah. Well, that's what we all think, and that's exactly what Whitney said in the after show. 
I'm thinking maybe could it have been one of Jen's boobs? Because mm. she was really like. They were flying about. They were flying about. All right, let's get to it. We've got some news about Jen and I'm sure you read it, how the Fed seized more than 50 fake items from her, from Jen's home. <laughs> you saw that, right? No, I didn't. No. Okay. So TMZ got legal documents. Of course they did. They always do. She's got a purse collection that includes 30 knockoff bags claiming wow. to come from Chanel, Hermes, Vuitton, Gucci, Valentino, Fendi and Balenciaga. They also recovered 40 pieces of jewels that were passed off as items from Chanel, Cartier, Vuitton, Dior and Tiffany. That is just so surprising. So, I mean, really, are, are we surprised? I'm not surprised. No. <laughs> but it's hilarious. And we all know she's not going to the reunion. She posted it on her Insta, right? Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, so... First it was they're not going to ask her to come to a reunion. Then they asked her to come to a reunion and she said, my lawyers have said I'm not allowed to talk about legal proceedings. I mean, they say out of respect of the courts, which it's bullshit, it's because sentencing's coming and it could affect sentencing, obviously. Bravo's like, well, you can't come without talking about it. It's your fucking storyline. So Jen's like, okay, I'm not going to go. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll see if that frees up Heather to tell us the truth about the black eye, but I do not know. I don't know. And so Jen's team, so her lawyers, they put what they think she should be getting in her terms of her sentencing. They've asked for three years, which is obviously way, way, way below the six to 14 years that mm. is the agreement she accepted. And they're basically saying... Because, you know, she's not that person anymore. She was duped into it anyway. What else did they say? She's on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So she was already trying to go away from that kind of business to make other kinds of legitimate income. I mean, it's all bullshit. But anyway, so I'm pretty sure prosecutors submit their recommendations next week. And of course, sentencing is January 6th. Lock her up, is what I say. Well, they will. It's just for how long. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and you sent me the Jersey trailer. Thank you. It oh, was, did you enjoy it? I watched it twice and I thought, okay, I should watch it and take some notes so we can discuss it because you know how I have a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. There was nothing to write down specifically apart from no. the fact that they used a non-Olivia Newton-John version of Magic. I know, was it like a Dancing with the Stars knockoff? You know how like the Uh, Dancing with the Stars band will play the song? (laughs) Well, no, I've never seen Dancing with the Stars. The only thing I watched was Teresa's dance. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I'm only interested really in the family breakdown with Teresa and Joe. Isn't that funny that that's what we're interested in? I think I'm going to say it. Mm. I'm now Team Louie. What? As much as we – I all think he's a dirty John – It's gotten to the point where she's now married the fucker, so you've really just got to park it and let her make her mistakes and be supportive. You reckon? That's what you're supposed to do? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you really do come from a good family, don't you? That's how good good family people behave. My family behave a bit more like Melissa, Joe and Teresa. So (laughs) this is why I think I love it. I've told you I'm obsessed with wogs on TV and I think it's because I don't speak to anyone in my family. It's like I get a little tippity taste of like what my life used to be like and, you know, there's a little nostalgia there, right? 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to be fun to watch regardless. It's going to be a lot. And I don't know, is it like the stuff with like Marge and Jennifer, I was just like, oh, that's a low blow telling Marge that, first of all, Marge telling Jennifer that she has no friends. I mean, that's kind of mean, right? Yeah. And and if you don't really have a lot of friends, that's got to hurt. I mean, either way it hurts. But then Jennifer telling Marge that she doesn't have a family and she knows nothing about family just after her ex-husband died. Is it is it John Jansen, something Jansen? I can't remember the, the gentleman's name. That's got to sting. Yeah, they're trading low blows. Um, but with the, the, the new girl? You know, we've done this before. We were watching it and there's a lot of low blows and it's like, okay, where's the fun, people? I think the new girls will be fun. Yeah, I love their accents are like just giving me all the life. Yeah. And when I think was it Jennifer, she says like, there's the door or don't let the door hit you on the way out or something like that. She's like, there's no door, asshole. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) That was fucking hilarious. Uh, It's going to be great. So what was it? February? Yeah, February. Can't wait. Yeah. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's. Okay, awesome. So we are still in San Diego. This trip has given us all the things, as the intro trailer reminded us. Uh So we're back from the night before when they got drunk, went to the club, had their tartars out, got naked, smushed them on the window, all the things. Mm -hmm. And, of course, next morning Heather's got a black eye. So first of all, just before we get to the black eye business, did you notice when Meredith and Jen got up, Jen had a face fan. That oh, was yeah. so iconic. I want a fucking face fan. <laughs> that is such a good idea, right? <laughs> anyway, so Heather texts Jen, I have a problem. Can you come to my room? I'm serious. Yeah, this annoyed me because we already oh. saw this. And I was like, can we just pick up straight away? I think for dramatic effect. Yeah. I, they're doing it for dramatic effect because they know it's what we want. I thought they did a good job of it, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, what happened to your eye? What happened to your eye? I agree. So Jen comes in, Heather's wearing sunnies. They sit down. It's this whole thing. Heather takes her sunnies off. Her eye is totes fucked, and she says she doesn't know what happened. The, uh, I'm over her. Really? Yep. Okay, explain. I just uh, – what is she trying to do here? So if you're trying to protect your friend, like – why are you inviting her in to make a cover story with you on camera? Like, yeah, I don't get the cover story part. None of it's tracking. And she's like, like at the very end of the episode, she's like, oh, I never said I don't remember. And it's yes. like, you've been saying it all day. Yes. Just, And I kept saying to myself, like, quoting her, because didn't Heather say, like, last reunion or the first reunion, like, say what you want to say. And I'm yeah. like, just say it. She says that you've, quite often. All the time. Yeah. And it's a problem when Whitney, like, is talking in hypotheticals or whatever, and now Heather's doing it, and I just do not appreciate it at all. Exactly. And I guess why I think that it's not necessarily she tripped on a pair of heels, which I thought that was like a possibility. She's got scratches on her back and her arms, or could that have been just from the day? It could be from all the drunken shenanigans. I don't believe it was a spider bite. I don't think that's a good cover. But I do enjoy Jen's possible cover story, which was that she swiped right and invited someone over and it got a little bit rough. I loved that. Was that was a bit dark for me. I thought that was funny. Not oh, I was dark like, as she got punched <laughs> in the face, but like just, you know, some fun rough sex. 
That's oh, that's right. the way that I took it. But that's fair. Um, or the other one, bitch, you went out without me. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah, they were funny, but it's just I don't know why we're we're coming up with a cover story. I don't know. I prefer to think that it was just one of Jen's tatas. That's all. M- me too, honestly, because like it doesn't make sense for me. Like if if any of them punched her, let's mm, say, yeah. why is Heather then? Protecting them. Why is she not angry? Why is she not going through a range of emotions? Well, she said she was protecting herself. I don't get that. Is that protecting herself because she was threatened? Well, maybe. Or it's like she knows that it's going to come back on her. Like, well, because, you know, Jen's a deflector. Yeah. So I just don't care enough. You don't care enough? No, because if you're not going to tell me and you're never going to tell me, then I'm not going to get invested in it because there's going to be no payoff. And if I know there's no payoff, like, why am I going on this ride with you? Because she's got a fucking black eye, dude. Yeah, but I saw there's like a clip going around of the next girl's trip. Right. And it's still not resolved by girl's trip. And Heather's bringing up like, oh, well, we still don't know who gave. Do you mean ultimate girl's trip? Yeah. Yeah, oh. so Heather's bringing up like, oh, I, we still don't know why I got my black eye. And I think Candace was like, no one fucking believes your story, Heather. And I was like, go Candace. Go Candace. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm saying that. If this storyline's travelling into other franchises yeah. and spin-offs without resolution, I'm not happy. Yeah. No, that's true. Say what you want to say. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, they call Meredith in the room. Meredith is a gog. She's goop. She's gagged, as you would say. <laughs> yeah. We get camera footage, like flashy of the night before, with Meredith, Angie 15K, and Jen going back into Heather's room at 4.50. But then they leave. It was a red herring, that door footage. It was. I did think it was strange when Meredith's in the room and... Heather says, I don't know how it happened, but then she says, I don't recall. Like she's in court. Yeah. Strange, man. It's strange. I don't know. So in another room, Whitney and Lisa are talking and Whitney's trying to concoct the narrative that Meredith is now the puppet master, kind of a la Lisa Vanderpump, where she alludes to things and gets other people to say it so that they can take the blame. I'm like, does she though? I don't know. How do you feel about that? About Meredith? Yeah, about Meredith being kind of like Lisa Vanderpump. She's not as fun as Lisa Vanderpump. She's not as clever as Lisa Vanderpump. She's boring. I'm sick of her. (laughs) (laughs) She's been a flopsy this season, hey? Flopsy Sue. And now we're bringing up the the ranch slash tirade again, and I'm starting to side with Whitney. (laughs) Wow. The world is turned upside down. Yeah, I came into this series thinking, well, this season thinking one way and hating Whitney and now I'm team Whitney again and I reserve my right to change my mind next week. Yeah. But at the moment when Whitney's calling it out, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Meredith is stirring shit. Yeah, I guess she is. I guess she of course, kind yeah, of is. She is. Yeah. Right. She thinks she's onto something with this SEC filing, which I ultimately I don't really think is that important. No, Lisa filed it herself. Yeah, and when... Meredith said, oh, I mentioned it in passing. I was you like, didn't you mention it in passing. One of your brands didn't make a profit. Well, you know what? Any new business isn't going to make a profit the first year. Mm. And you're not going to use money from one business to prop up another business. That's not sound business practice. Yeah. So I'm not trying to stick up for Lisa, but I guess I kind of am. Unless I get more information, I'm not buying what they're selling with the evidence they have. How about that? The thing is we have an actual criminal on this cast and this is what they're focusing on. And they're enabling Jen, who's a horrible person, and Lisa may be a shit person as well, but, like, that's not important right now. Well, yeah, being a shit person and being a criminal are two different things, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So they're getting ready. They're sitting on the couch waiting for everyone so they can go and do the daily activities. Oh, boy. And that's when Heather shows everyone her black eye. But she now says, we know things got a little rough. I think we all know what happened and we just don't want to talk about it. So does that mean when she says we all know what happened, is she saying that Meredith also knows what happened? Because the look on her face when – Meredith first saw the eye in this morning, she was gooped and gagged in a gog. Yeah, she so was. <laughs> what do you mean I think we all know what happened? Like, I'm confused. I'm confused too. And at the moment of the reveal, mm-hmm. my eye went straight to Angie 15K with the most fake shocked look where she put her hand over her mouth and she turned her eye to her right. So she looked right at Dana and Meredith. And then I think Whitney was or Jen was on the other side of the couch. Right. So go back and look. It looked like she knew what was up. I think yeah. the other ones might have faked it a bit better. If it, let's let's engage with the theories. So if Meredith <laughs> did know she's a better actress, and maybe perhaps when Heather first took the sunnies off, she was like, "Oh my god, we're doing this on camera." That was the shock. But Angie 15K, she dropped her act real quick with that quick little side eye for just a a flash of a second. And she looked at Dana. So I think Dana did it. (laughs) If we're going to speculate, let's say Dana did it. Okay. But then why would she do it? But let's call it Dana. Dana. (sighs) Okay. But weren't the rest of the ladies in bed? Doesn't mean they couldn't have gotten up. Or it could have happened at a different time. Oh, fuck. We need Poirot, honestly. I think the red herring made us believe that it happened at that 4.50, but it could have happened at dinner. It could have happened at the club. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, I think it could take an hour or two for a bruise to pop up like that. Yeah. She might have been knocked around at the club and was so drunk she didn't really register it, but the next morning she's like, oh, yeah, I got punched at the club. Hmm. She did say, I think we all know, but I don't think they all know. I don't think Whitney knows what's going on. Well, Whitney doesn't know much about what's going on in the world. (laughs) All righty. Okay, where are we up to? Where are we up to? Well, I'll also just say my favourite part of the, I think of the whole episode Mm. was just when like we've got a couple of gals on the couch, like Dana, Dana, Lisa and Whitney, and they're just like talking boring shit and Heather's walking in the background. So the cameraman just like cuts away from them being like, (laughs) this conversation's shit and just (laughs) tracks Heather walking in the background uh, through the glass window. Like, because even the cameraman was like, I know what I'm here for. It's true. It's true. So, look, Heather tries to brush it off and says that, you know, does it even look that noticeable? She knows it looks noticeable. I don't want to talk about it, blah, blah. And Lisa's all like, what the fuck? It looks like someone clocked you. And Heather says maybe someone did and they don't <sighs> want to talk about it. I don't know. Is Heather just doing a like a Mormon sweep under the rug? Or it is completely innocent. She tripped over her heels. A gay punched her in the face because she got in the way of a drag queen at the gay bar. <laughs> Something like that must have happened. And she's trying to spin it. Oh, because you she keeps she's saying, trying like, to make it into a storyline, but it's not. The moment I thought that was at the dinner when we're talking about the rant slash tirade and then she takes the eye patch off. Yeah, I did like, find okay, that a little interesting. You took it off and then now you're talking about it and bringing it up. Wow. Oh, that's clever. That's very so, clever, Nathan. How astute of you. And I think some of the other girls are thinking it too because they were like, you had an eye patch on hand? Yeah. No, apparently Jen had an eye patch and they bedazzled it. I mean, I do believe Jen would probably travel with an assortment of disguises like she's Lemony Snicket or whatever. <laughs> but True. Yeah, so I could believe that. But it is all very suspicious. 
Yes. So next we're go-karting and roller skating. Now, normally I wouldn't talk about the go-karting or the roller skating, but I have to say that production worked their ass off and they tried (laughs) to make that little beginning part of go-karting actually fun. Like they had the 60s music and they picked really cool shots. I thought it was kind of funny at first, but like just for a sec. Yeah, I just enjoyed how they were jump cutting between everyone talking about the black guy and Lisa talking about herself. Oh, my God, that was everything. And the fact that Heather's like, I picked Lisa up because I knew she was just going to talk and talk and talk and not ask me anything. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think Lisa will find that slack and try to dig up or do you think Lisa will just finally laugh along? She might laugh along, maybe. I hope so. It's the only thing to do. The least of her problems. Exactly. So roller skating, they get ice cream, and, of course, they want to talk about Heather's black eye. And Whitney, again, just like me and just like the rest of us, we think it's Jen and Heather doesn't want to say because of Jen's, you know, upcoming trial. And that's when Angie Danner tells Lisa that Meredith told them about Lisa's SEC filing that shows they're not making any money. That's how they put it anyway. This is my problem with the CEO of Boring. We've got this big (laughs) scandal, Black Eye, something to talk about, and she's bringing up SEC filings. Like, oh, you're bringing up paperwork? That's what you're bringing to the table? (laughs) Discussions about legal paperwork? I'm not interested, Boring. Okay, I find it interesting. Not today, Boring. Not Not today, CEO. Oh, my God. So Lisa explains that the SEC filing is not on Vita Tequila. It's on one of their brands that they sell nationwide. I mean, why mention that you sell it nationwide? Whatever. But Lisa (laughs) sees this as Meredith coming for her businesses and her family And so now maybe nothing is off limits and she's like, oh, Meredith said I had mental health issues. No, I don't pop pills, bitch. You do. Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a low blow as well. Yeah, I was going to say, what do you think? So you feel like that's a low blow? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm not into talking about people's personal medical business. Yeah. See, that's the thing with Lisa. It's like just because you have said information, revealing it doesn't necessarily make you right. Well put. Yep. All right, so at the winery, Heather is so over the feast of charcuterie. Yeah, same. <laughs> Bitch wants a meal. I hear you. I hear you, hun. <laughs> I hear you because I love a good cheese platter, a good cheese board, but she's right. After you eat the cheese board and down a bottle of wine, you still want to order a pizza, right? And they're already hung over. Mate. Yeah, you need fucking carbs, mate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Heather again asks them to respect her because she doesn't want to talk about it, but she does want to talk about Whitney. Jen shares that Whitney and Lisa's new connection is probably about the fact that Justin lost his job and Lisa is not doing so well because she had to crowdfund for 25k. I don't <laughs> I don't see the connection, but but sure, Jen, why not? Yeah, I don't see it. That's when Meredith says when you crowdfund, you have to disclose your financials and then they have a, a loan with and it bleeps, so we don't know who she had this loan with and it was way below market value. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means? No. What do you mean a loan below market value? As in you've put a loan against your business and the loan amount that you could get is – not a lot, and so therefore the business isn't worth a lot. I don't know. I don't know. Go on Shark Tank. This is Housewives. Like, I don't need to hear about business loans. I need someone to exp- – well, I'd rather fucking hear about business loans <laughs> than watch someone on the couch post-surgery. 
Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> so night three, we're coming back from the winery. They're in the van. Angie15k asks about Lisa's SEC filing and crowdfunding because she doesn't get it. And then Meredith's like, I can't imagine you wanting to crowdfund unless you had no other choice. So they talk about Lisa supposedly being the richest person in the group and that particular Jack Henry spirits made minus 16K. But it's not Vita tequila people. It's just mm-hmm. what – anyway, whatever. The thing that gets me, they're in the van, right? They get back to the house. It's 9 p.m. They have been out all day. I was wondering that too. They must have started late. Well, probably. But then they've got to get ready for like a big dinner. That just sounds so exhausting. It does. And I was also like, why are we splitting them up for activities? There's six people or seven people. Because they're more inclined to bitch about the person that's not there and then they get to talk about it at dinner, which is exactly what happened. And then I realised that at dinner and I was like, oh, okay, it paid off. <laughs> so Angie15k goes to Lisa's room because she's not comfortable with the fact that they were bitching about her and we know she's going to offload all that information onto her. She wants that snowflake. She wants that snowflake. Firstly, Lisa calls herself Helen of Troy. That took me out. So they're meant to dress up as Greek goddesses and she just put on, I don't know, she looks like Meryl Streep and Mamma Mia more than she looks like Helen of Troy. With one of those gold headbands. <laughs> Even Heather goes on about it later how none of them fit the theme of who they said they were. It's been a long motherfucking day, Heather. Leave them alone. Yeah, Lisa doesn't like to dress to a theme. She just wants to look pretty. That's it. None of a problem with that. They probably started at, like, lunchtime. They went till 9pm. Then they had to re-spackle their face. They probably didn't have enough time for a nap and a shower. Re-spackle, get a baby wipe and, you know, shower with that. Like... Give a girl a break if all she's got the energy for is a fucking gold headband, honestly. (laughs) Like, I love the fact that, you know, you and Jen went all out with your dresses. Good for you. But, oh, God. I would be exhausted going, can't we just have, like, fucking Pop-Tarts in bed? Yeah. Like, honestly. Okay, so Angie K tells Lisa that they've all been gossiping about her, her coins, and saying that her hubby doesn't work. Lisa was pissed by that. Of course her husband works. They own businesses together. Don't come for John Barlow. I am so glad John Barlow isn't here right now. <laughs> oh, is that the Juan Dixon? That's Juan Dixon, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. All right, so Heather comes to the dinner table with an evil eye patch. We learn that Jen and Meredith bedazzled an eye patch that Jen had with her. I don't want to know why Jen had an eye patch, but God bless her. They all sit down. Everyone notices that Lisa's a bit grumpy. Jen calls her out on it. And then Angie K comes in being carried by two dudes who she dubs Zeus and Hercules. I loved it, but I felt like it was a little anticlimactic. Like there wasn't even any like, you know, God entry music. You know, like when like the royal, like back in That's the movies tr- when true. the royals walk in and there's like the little trumpet proclamation or whatever you call it. And she dispatched with Zeus and Hercules a little too quick. She did. I was looking for fanfare. That That's what I was looking for, some fanfare. <laughs> and Jen throwing <laughs> confetti isn't fanfare? Well, that is kind of fanfare, yes. But it's fanfare adjacent. It wasn't enough. It's like when someone half decorates their house for Christmas. It's a little like, oh, I get it, but now I'm sad of what I'm missing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, look, all I keep thinking right now is maybe Heather can finally get a full meal because I was hungry for her. Mm. Angie K gives them all evil eye chains as a thank you gift. Again, the girl's trying to get her snowflake. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I think she should have handed those out on the first day. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, that would have broken the tension from Champagne Gate. But also, like, it's supposed to ward off bad juju. Dumb work. First day would have been better than the last day is all I'm saying. Mm. Of course, they talk about the activities they did. Whitney asks, who talked about Lisa's SEC filing? I love that she brought it up. Well, you don't think she just wants to put Meredith on the spot? Like, finally, Meredith has to admit she started something? Yeah, it's a bit of, it, it is definitely that. But yeah. I just, I'm starting to admire her for just being like, no, you can't just be talking shit in the background. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. On camera at the table. Agreed. Basically, no one owns up to anything straight away. It's fucking crickets. And Lisa asks Meredith if she talked about it. And that's when Meredith said only in passing. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan, exactly. Lisa brings up the fact that Meredith had said John didn't have a job. Meredith denies it. Lisa turns to Angie 15K and asks her if that's true. Yeah, and then all the heat's on Angie 15K for sharing it. (laughs) Well, if you're going to share, the heat is going to be on you. You have to be prepared for that. You got to. Yeah. So in confessional, Heather is all like Angie 15K should have pretended she didn't hear about the SEC filing because she says it's embarrassing. And then she says about Lisa, pretend she's rich. That's what she likes. I didn't like how Heather said pretend to not hear it. And I'm like, yeah, so you are a liar saying you you pretending to forget things. Yeah. Like I, I can't fuck with you anymore, Heather. Yeah. And she's picking and choosing what she wants to talk about. She wants to talk about Whitney and how Whitney's been a bad friend to her, but she doesn't want to talk about anything that we as the audience want to fucking hear them talk about. Mm-hmm. So I get where you're coming from in that you're saying I'm over Heather because it's like you're not actually delivering what we want, sweets. No, and, like, you can be on the sideline just making funny comments like you were in the first and second seasons, but yeah. it's like, but no, now you're driving story so you have to contribute more. That's it. You want to drive story, you've got to contribute. Well put, well put. So this is when we start talking about the rant, Lisa's rant last season, and Lisa's all, what do I have to do to move on? And Meredith says that Lisa turned it on Meredith by saying that Meredith called Lisa mentally ill, which she denies emphatically. And then, of course, we get a flashy of Meredith saying that Lisa should be getting mental health help. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's going to deny she said it because she, again, maybe Whitney's right. She didn't say it explicitly. Oh, she forgot she said it, a la Heather. No, she heavily implied it. She said, are you going to get help? She didn't say, you need help. See, there's a difference, right? I don't like that, all that legalese. And when Meredith was like, you endangered 4,000 employees, I'm like, with a rant, get over it. Yeah, but was it a rant or was it a tirade? That's what I want to ask you. What's the difference? Well, a tirade sounds way worse than a rant. Yeah, but they're the same. What's the difference? I'm just Googling it now, so don't think I know what the Oxford Dictionary says word for word. A tirade is a long, angry speech of criticism or accusation. Well, it was a tirade. It was a tirade. (laughs) And a rant, let me goggle that, is to speak or shout at length in an angry, impassioned way. It really was both. Oh, wait. A spell of ranting, semicolon, a tirade. So apparently, as a verb, it's to speak or shout at length in an angry, impassioned way. But as a noun, a synonym is a tirade. So maybe they are the same thing. Hmm. What What struck me there was tirades being a speech. I think it's not. It's a speech yeah. of you delivering it to someone. She was not delivering it at the table. She was in a room with a hot mic. Okay. So we're gonna we're, we're gonna agree it was a rant. Is that what we're saying? It's a rant. It's not a tirade. That's let's let's say that. I. Th- think they're basically the same thing. (laughs) 
It doesn't matter. That's also the thing. Like, <laughs> what she said is what's important. <laughs> I mean, tirade sounds worse. I don't know. It just, it does sound, because tirade sounds like an attack, right? Whereas a rant, it just sounds like I'm spewing this shit out, but I'm not attempting to attack you, but a tirade sounds like an attack. Yes. Even though the outcome is exactly the same. And she needs to get over it. Does she though? That was yeah, fucking she bad. Does. It was last season. If your mate said that about you, would you get over it? Either get over it or commit to the feud and just be outright fighting with each other. Be a bitch. Don't do it in the sidelines and make, you know, implications and talk about things in passing. Commit to it. Right. You need her to engage. <laughs> I do. She's the CEO of not engaging. That is her superpower, correct. This is when Heather decides to take her eye patch off. And I was thinking, okay, is it itchy? No, no. She says her eye is a metaphor for their friendships. Shut the fuck up. That's when in confessional Heather says... I didn't say I don't remember. I said I'm not talking about it. It's the first rule about Fight Club. And she also says at the table, let's just say, like, if you hear a secret knock at the door, don't yeah. answer it. What? Yeah. So you are so you are implying someone here did it, of but then you course. don't want to engage any further than that. She's wanting that person to admit it, I well, guess. Why? Just, just say. Just say it. I don't know. Just one little completely off-track note that I did want to share about something that was said in After Show that has nothing about Heather but has everything to do with Meredith and Lisa. Mm -hmm. Whitney said on the After Show that Meredith said after Lisa's hot mic tirade, the worst thing about it was that it made Lisa more of a star. And it did. Wow. It truly did. Oh, that's, yeah, I don't know. But that's the episode. It's another to be continued. Does mm, that mean that we're still in San Diego next episode? Yep. Surely not. Yep. Wow. And I think it's not on next week. So this is, San Diego's going into 2023. Oh, because it's Christmas. So it's we get Christmas. a week off for the Christmas. I do believe so. Only a week? Give a girl a break. <laughs> do they only get a week off in the States for Christmas? I'm not too sure. We get two at least. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll, will we be back in a week? We'll be back in a week, won't we? Well, it depends what we have to talk about. Oh, okay, fine. That's the episode. We're moving to Potomac. You ready? Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. In real life, Ashley and Luke are Insta official. Oh, cute. She posted and tagged a pic of the two of them up close and cuddly in Minnesota and the caption is reads the definition of a winter wonderland i didn't know i missed snow so much thank you for showing me the beauty of minnesota oh that's nice that's nice i'm gonna need him to make appearances on potomac next season what so he can say nothing in potomac (laughs) he can teach the girls about maple syrup i was gonna say they can tap a tree like (laughs) he is hot but he's such a doofus right yeah. I mean, he's still my winner house favourite, probably because he doesn't say much and doesn't expose himself that much. He's better than those Southern Charm morons, so I'm happy with him. I think they made such a deal about him hitting on that girl. But again, we did not see all the footage. Obviously, we never do. How many times did he hit on her, having her rebuff him and him not notice? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's not also, my favourite. Also, that girl got really annoying when she was like, we're dating. <laughs> I feel bad for her because it's such a bubble, those shows, right? Well, she kept saying like, oh, one day is like 
a five-year relationship on the outside. It's like you're not in a time loop. I've heard her on Watch What Happens Live after the show and she's like, I don't know what got into me, but everyone tells me that when you're on like one of these trips, it really like it really fucks with your head. And she's like, I get it. I looked crazy. So that's why I feel bad for her because she she woke up, you know. Mm -hmm. All right. So we're in Bethesda. That's how we open the show because that's where Giselle lives. I appreciate that they're actually showing us where they actually live and letting us know that, no, it's not Potomac, you know, because I kept getting confused with the maps. I appreciate Karen's performance at looking impressed with that house. (laughs) Karen acted her heart out. She did because in confessional, all she said when the producer asked if she really liked the reno, she um, said that she loved the chandelier at the front door. Jessica Chastain wishes she had Karen's range. <laughs> oh my god, you're hilarious! I gotta say, I feel like this episode was kind of duddy. Yes, Potomac has been a bit duddy lately. Yeah, I, I mean, I wrote some notes, and there were some definite funny moments. Oh, I was laughing, but <laughs> I, there just wasn't much to talk about. Karen had me laughing the whole episode. Agreed, agreed, agreed. So basically, Karen rocks up to. Giselle's house to give the twins a belated birthday gift. Classy. From the Gucci. I hope it's not like Jen Shah Gucci, but I'm sure it's not. Yeah. Giselle asks Karen about her upcoming live show. So I'm hoping there's not going to be any fights about the fact that they're both doing live shows. I'm sure there will be. Karen describes her upcoming live show as dinner, entertainment (laughs) and cocktails a la Bloomingdale's. And she's going to cover sizzle topics. There's going to be a love panel and a Q&A. It's a lot. But I was thinking when we cover the tea and the news on this show, we should call it sizzle topics. <laughs> I love that. Sizzle I topics. I loved it. So that's what we do at the tippity top, our sizzle topics. Yeah, sizzle topics. Okay, I love that. Giselle tells Karen that in Miami when Karen went to lunch with Wendy, everyone was drunk at the beach, Ovs, and Mia tells Giselle and everyone else that back in the day in the club when Mia was winning and driving a Porsche, so I suppose when she says the club, they mean the strip club, right? Oh, yeah, sure. So she was saying that Bestie was on Mia's dime and also that she allowed Bestie to fuck her ex-cheater-cheater boyfriend. We already knew that. Giselle wants to know if this is still happening because it was happening back in the day and all because they were showering together in Miami. I don't know. It seems really incongruous. It does, and doesn't it's like, it? we've already got Mia. We don't need mini Mia. I don't know why we're getting bestie pushed on us. I don't know why we are either, but obviously she's a conduit to getting dirt on Mia. Do we need a conduit to get dirt on Mia? Mia's no. already messy boots. So. Mia shares all her stuff. This is It's yeah. not as if it's gossip. Mia's sharing it. So if Mia doesn't have a problem with her sex life, why do they have a problem with her sex life? I know, Mia's very upfront with her sizzle topics. I love Mia's sizzle topics. Yeah. I did enjoy when Karen put her hair over her face in this scene (laughs) to, like, hide. I laughed so hard. Oh, my God, it was cute. I don't think I laughed as hard because I do that sometimes. It's like, no, I don't want to see. Melissa McCarthy wishes she had Karen's comic timing. Melissa McCarthy? You're really going to say Karen goes, Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. I've said it. (laughs) Wow, and now we said it. Now we said it. Look. The next scene, we're at the hospital with Wendy and her kidney stones. Yeah. The stones were nine centimetres apparently. That's fucking insane. It's. I know it's real housewives, but this is too real. 
I think so. I don't – like I want to see them shopping for Birkins. I don't want to see them recovering from kidney stone surgery. Yeah. Who gets kidney stones these days? I mean, Joe Gorga did. <laughs> so I suppose they're around. It's not polio. I, I, did we eradicate <laughs> kidney stones or something? <laughs> well, because you just take like an antibiotic or something for them now. That's why they're not a big deal anymore because oh. there's medication you can take to get rid of them. So I have not heard of anyone having a kidney stone for a long time. <laughs> I am old enough that when I was younger, people were getting them like left, right and centre. So it was a thing. Now it's, it's not. I just, now it's not a thing. I don't know. Okay, so we're with Ashley. She's vacuuming. It's, I told you, people, it's not a great episode. <sighs> Daisy, the nanny, brings one of the kids, Dean, home and she talks about the fact that Michael found her a house yeah. and I'm like, whatever. And she's, It's all a bit flop. I just want to ask you, like, what did you think of Ashley sitting on the kitchen bench top? Like, did you have any thoughts or reactions on that? No, why? I don't know, because, like, it just made me feel like, get off the kitchen bench. Get your ass off the bench. Okay, so with me, if I'm going to be using the kitchen bench for food prep, I always wipe it down first. That makes sense. And it's honestly, it's just because i got dogs and the dog hair, right? So that's why it didn't gross me out, because I'll always wipe before I use. Like I spray, I spray, <laughs> I spray and wipe, mate. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right, right. You don't do things on the kitchen bench besides food prep? No, I think I used to sit on a kitchen bench as a kid, but I haven't done that in years. It's just like kidney stones. You don't see it anymore. <laughs> I and love so you. it. And because the scene was so boring, I was just focusing on that. And I was like, huh. Well, okay. The scene was boring, yes. But why we're talking about it is because Ashley turns around to Daisy the nanny who is obviously not a lawyer, but still asks her what the protocol and etiquette is with them buying a house together for her, does he get to stay over? And Daisy's like, what? I don't know. I'm just like, now I can't with this woman. What the f- You're making me angry, Ashley. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, like, she was just last week talking to Lump. Talk to Lump about this. Don't talk to Daisy. Daisy, like, does, does he stay over? Oh, God, this, this woman's hurting my head and my heart. Anyway, mm-hmm. okay, I'll take a breather. We're going to Jizzy's, Jizzy. <laughs> We're going to Jizzy and Robin's live podcast venue. They're doing a, a site recce. We find out that it seats 400. There's 120 VIP tickets, which is the equivalent of four rows. They say there are no sponsors. They're paying for this themselves and it's costing them about 10K so far. Now, I tried to Google because obviously post an event, the ticket place isn't going to have, this is how much the tickets are, all that shit, right? Mm -hmm. So I think the tickets were 80 bucks. Okay. I do also know that on November 26th, so not long ago, so obviously (laughs) months after this, they did another event in New York City and tickets were 150 bucks. (gasps) Inflation. I'm like, what are you getting for 150 bucks? I'm hope you're getting like, you know, a full plate meal with a fork and a knife and not just a fucking charcuterie. Yeah. And even for 80 bucks, I want to get a little bit more tea than talking about your prenup, Robin. Yeah, not talking about it. I mean, we saw the one question, when's the wedding? And it was crickets. I'm I'm over that conversation. It's Heather's black eye all over again. They're just never going to nail it down and tell us the truth. I mean, the rest of the time, Giselle has questions to Robin about when's the wedding, what's going on. I mean, do we even want to talk about it? No. No. We move on to Candace's video shoot. 
Yeah. Candace is doing crunches. Spammy. Dorothy's watching and judging her. I did enjoy her pink confessional hair. I got to say, oh, I thought okay. I thought that was tray cute. Now, does anyone actually believe that Dorothy is not going to say anything and embarrass Candace? Of course not. Why <laughs> is know. her mama there? Is her mum paying for some of this? Why is she there? Would you want her there? I mean, I love watching her. Not after what she did last time. This is what I'm saying. Do you think this video shoot that Mia will call this low budget? No, it was it was cool. We find out the budget was 25K. Look, at that production level, there is no money in film clips, mm-hmm. just so you know. Okay. 25K, when I saw all the gear and the crew, there is no profit. It's all getting spent. So whoever agreed to do this, they're not getting anything. At that level, there is no money in film clips. You'd think there were, but there's none. Okay. I was just so annoyed that she had 25K and that sounds like a lot of money, but I know that oh, looking right. at all the gear and the, and the amount of crew they more. had, she's not finding all the individual crew. She's going to a production company and that's what her budget was and so they just went, yep, we'll do it for that budget. There was a lot of stuff there which should have been more than 25K. Right, but she's probably getting more value for it being on the show. Yeah, maybe. Than people actually going off and watching the film clip. That's true. Now, I have a question for you about this film clip. Do you think that it's good for Candace's career that Trina is on the track? Or do you think it's good for Trina's career that she's in Candace's film clip on Real Housewives of Potomac? Oh, it's good for both, I believe. Yeah. Okay. I think Trina gives Candace some cred. Right. And Candace or the show gives Trina a little bit of currency is in being current, I mean. Yeah. Currency of currentness. <laughs> yes, that's right. But is it really good for Candace? Because at this point, is there anyone that knows who Trina is on this show? Like, no one knows. I don't know Trina. Do you know Trina? Well, no. I'm the oldest person in the room and I don't fucking know Trina. Uh I mean, she I, was spent. She, her rap was choice. Like, it was cool. It was good. It was good. That's what it was. It was good. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not the best person to be talking about this. I, I don't really know music aside from Taylor Swift and Broadway musicals. Okay, I love you for that. All right, so next minute we're at Robin's house with Juan. She <sighs> wants to talk about the prenup. Please, Lord, let this let be end. the last time. It's episode 11. And we're still talking about this mother tucking prenup. Uh-huh. Crazy. Okay, I'm confused though because he says it's not necessary. We're not those type of people. Wasn't he that person? I'm confused. Did he cheat on her? They were separated for years. Did he cheat on her and that's why they got divorced? Yes, I think so. That's the story I've been buying all this time. Yeah, same. So so you are that girl. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to move on from that because nothing really came of it. No. Next, I'm sorry, people, I have to say it, we're with Eeyore. Yeah. Yes, I am that petty bitch. Wendy did have two surgeries in one week. That's got to suck. The mm-hmm. fact that you have to be lying there on the couch with your fucking makeup did. I wouldn't want to do that either. With your mm-hmm. mama going on about fucking pork chops and I'm just thinking, girl needs some fucking chicken soup. And two seconds later, she's like, I just want soup. But <laughs> my issue is do we need her in this scene, in this episode that badly that we got to watch her recovering post-surgery. It was very boring. It's not like a superficial surgery where you got your tatas done and we're all excited and we want to see them. You already did yeah. that one. Yeah. The only funny, cute, 
enjoyable thing for me of this scene, well, actually there were two things. One, watching her daughter feed her soup for two seconds and then eat her mum's soup. I thought that was (laughs) fucking hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> your mum's sick and you're scoffing down her food and she can't get up and get more. That's funny. And two, watching her mama with her lime green fit. Well, she had a costume change, which is what I appreciated. She even had fucking lime green fucking nails made. Like yeah. she went all out, bitch. She went all out. She had full fucking green nails. Love. I mean, they were hideous, but I loved the effort. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she suited the nails. What do you think? No. I, I don't really I don't really care. You don't care? No. Do you care that mum is still telling her she needs to chip in for a boob job? Oh, that is crazy. What do you but think I do of kind that? of love that. <laughs> I do kind of love it for us. But for us, not for but her. But do you think that someone who chooses to have children should then say to their kids, You gotta pay for my boob job, look what you did to my boobs? Uh, no. I don't know. I mean, I could see it from the mama's point of view, but also didn't you choose to have those babies? Didn't you know it was going to happen? Have one less kid. You got money for a boob job. The end. Yeah, it, it's it's really not that interesting. Okay, I'm trying to make it interesting. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Mia is making cupcakes and Karen comes over. Do we yeah. care? We care. No. No, we have to care because this is when Karen tells Mia that Giselle's gossiping about her showering with Bestie, about her doing oh, having right. threesomes it- with G, and Karen wants to know if it was Peter. That's what she thinks. Straight off the bat, she thinks it's Peter. And yep. Mia says, no, but it was Peter's girlfriend. I laughed and clapped so hard. I'm like, good yeah. for fucking Mia and G. And we find out that Mia and G just slept with her first. So they didn't steal Peter's girlfriend. They slept with her first. It's a leftover type situation. Yes. Yeah. I did appreciate Karen grilling her about it. And I was like, this should be Karen's live show. Put all the other segments that she's got aside and just, like, get someone up, give relationship advice, mm. grill people on their sex life. Like, that would be fun. Yeah, she was pretty good at it. She even gets out of Mia that whilst Mia reckons that she and Bestie have never kissed and they haven't had sex, because she wanted to be an OBGYN, was it? Yeah, she looked up a vagina. She looked up a vagina with the torch. I am more confused than ever. I would think it was less odd if you said you just slept with your Bestie. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I stayed with my best friend. Okay, I shone a torch up her vulva. Kind of strange. Well, because mirrors exist, so you could just examine your own vulva. Yeah. Because I was watching the um, Spring Awakening documentary a few months ago. What? Um, What's a Spring you, Awakening a, documentary? It was a musical with Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff. And Jonathan oh, Groff. Oh yes, um, yes, yes. Okay, now I'm with to, you. Of course. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, Groff Sauce, he had to have sex with Leah on stage, like simulated. Yeah. And because he was gay, he was like, I don't really I don't really know what's going on in that whole region. And so Leah Michelle was like, well, I'll show you. And oh. so she spread her legs, she got a lamp, and she shoved it right up near a vulva and said, have a look. And he said that that, like, helped inform his performance. So it's not unheard of. I've heard of this before. But Jonathan doesn't have a vagina. What? Leah Michelle literally <laughs> shot a torch up her vagina so Jonathan Groff could look at it. Wow, that's some method acting, people. This is why they get the millions, people. This is why they get the millions. Okay, so you're right. She's got her own vajayjay. Why can't she just check her own out? That's my question. I'm sorry. You didn't fucking shine a torch up there. You probably – okay, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. Okay, I'm going to say it. You didn't shine a torch up there. You put a torch up there because you were having sex. Okay? The end. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't really understand it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you don't understand it? You put a torch. Like used it as a dildo. Oh. You didn't know? God bless you, Nathan. God All right, me. so I don't know where I'm up to. Hold on, hold on. All right, let's just get to the reasonably shady live show because this is where the yeah. funnies happen, right? They show us a shot of the lineup outside the venue. I counted 11 people. Did you count 11 people? <laughs> it didn't count a lot. It looks like Heather's choir audition. <laughs> exactly. Karen, of course, has to mention all the empty seats. Someone's got to. Karen was on fire. At first I'm like, it's their first event. Leave them alone. They should have just done it in a bar, but they didn't and... Now they know. Yeah, well, they they already have the podcast out for like a year, so like they should know if they have an audience in the area. Yeah, I guess. Maybe they don't. What did you think of Sharice rocking up? Because she just looked so low effort. And I'm like, aren't you trying to get on this show? So why are you wearing your house clothes all the time? She is always low effort. This girl could not be bothered. Now, I admit that I probably would be her in this scene, but girl... She doesn't need to be on this show. She clearly doesn't need to be on the show. And maybe she doesn't want to be because she's not trying. Angie15k is putting her blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> she is getting people to write her confessionals about Meredith's feather looks. And oh. she's knocking it out of the park with Zeus and Hercules carrying her in. And I, I and Charisse is just like, oh, hey, guys, in her schlubs. Do you, do you think in Charisse's mind her memoir of the past was way more fun than it turned out to be. You know how you like, you mm. want someone back, you want an ex back, and then you get them back and you like George Costanza and climbing up those stairs going, what the fuck have I done? Yeah, maybe it's I, that. I, maybe it's that. And I, I can imagine Jill Zarin watching this and oh. just like throwing shit at the wall being like, what? She was given a golden opportunity and she's wasting Jill it. Jill would buy a house in Potomac in two seconds flat. Oh, I would enjoy that. She would be great on this show. I would love that. <gasps> Jill should. Let's get Jill into Potomac. <laughs> oh, Jill would be great on any franchise. Bitch fucking brings it. I mean, if nothing else, she brings cookies, cupcakes, whatever it is. Like, <laughs> she's fucking great. She'd be coming in with merch, with uh-huh. fucking, with fucking <gasps> free rugs and masks and shit. <laughs> She'd be asking to be on the Reasonably Shady podcast oh my God. or just sit in and listen. She would get the shits if she wasn't allowed. You know what would happen? She would say to Juan, you don't have to be there. I'll come in and be you and go, I'm speaking for Juan today. Yeah, she would she definitely would. get a wedding date out of fucking Robin. She'd do the work. She'd say, hey, Mia, do you want to look at my vagina? Here's a torch. Exactly. Exactly. See, that's what we need. Someone who puts in work. Sharice, not putting in the work. Sharice has got to go. Cut her. It's exhausting to watch her be so, like, lethargic, no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe she's got the Munchausen's. <laughs> by proxy. You know, Munchausen by proxy. Because who was it that was telling us that whatever her name is, Munchausen by proxy lady, didn't doesn't have... The, oh, Mandy said that, I think. Oh, was it Mandy that told us? That was interesting, hey. Mm. Right. This is when Karen says, I'm very happy for the people who came to support them, though. They spent their hard-earned money. They had plenty of room. They were comfortable. Everyone had 5, 10, 20 seats between them. <laughs> so you couldn't funny. ask for more than that. That was gold. So funny. Yeah. It was funnier than anything that happened on that stage. Oh, it was. What did you think of Candace saying that she's not going because Giselle doesn't deserve any support of any kind? And yet last week she was like, Robin, you're my sister. That's what I was thinking. 
was like, does Robin not deserve support? Why didn't she just come for half the show? Yeah. You know, support half the team. Like the whole thing about Housewives is that you park it to support their business ventures and then you stir shit up in the post fight. Exactly. You go, you bitch, you pay them out, just like Karen. I just think if you love Robin so much and you're Robin's best friend and sister's from another mistress, like show up. Show up for Robin. Exactly. What do you think of this um, comedian Joe calling Robin Robin Bryant and then trying to cover it up by saying I dated someone with that name before. That was sad. He was lying, right? Yeah. You yeah, did not lying. date no Robin Bryant. Just laugh at yeah. yourself. You're a comedian, right? I don't yeah. Know. Karen, however, thinks that he's drunk and you shouldn't hire drunk hosts <laughs> and you should make sure that they know your damn name and then you should make sure that your mic works. Oh, the fact that they had to give Robin a, like a handheld mic. I was like, did no one do a mic check? The thing is, it's happened to me before where yeah. you test everything 10 million times and then for some reason it doesn't work on stage. Shit happens. Shit happens, mate. I did love, even though Robin is a tech queen, we know. Oh, yeah. I did love how Karen was taking notes on what not to do, what the fuck not to do. I thought so. that was hilarious. <laughs> and even Ray was like, that's funny. And yeah. then he was telling people and everyone's laughing. <laughs> and then halfway through, Ray's like, I need to go for a break. And he just doesn't come back. I mean, he probably had to go to the bathroom. Don't men at that age have problems with peeing? Well, we don't need to get into that. Things for you to look forward to, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> then one comes out we're basically Robin's complaining about the fact that he vacuums around her while she's sleeping. Because <laughs> he's like, it's 11am. Get it's the not fuck up. morning, morning. <laughs> I'm proud of Juan for that. I'm like, you go because my partner's a night person, I'm a morning person. And on the weekends, it's like 11 o'clock. It's like, bitch, I want to fucking do shit around the house. So I don't yeah. have the balls to turn the vacuum on at the 11am. Fucking good for him. I don't think I'd complain about someone else vacuuming for me. Oh, Gerardo like... would complain if I was vacuuming while he was sleeping mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. He's a total... At 11? Oh, yeah, because he doesn't sleep wow. well, so he might not have gotten to sleep till 4 a.m. Wow. Look, I agree with Karen. What's with the boring dance moves? I mean, I'm sure there's a reason, but we didn't get that reason, right? I think it would have been fun for the first four rows of people. For their intended audience, they would have had a great time. <laughs> but, like, looking at it as a whole, for us, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah, that audience q and I'm sorry, if the audience asks you questions... You have to answer them, not stay tuned. That was lame -o. That was lame yeah. Now, they did, despite their lack of audience, make $14,000 profit. I think that's great for your first event, no? Allegedly, allegedly. Oh, you think they allegedly made 14K profit? Yeah. I just think for your first event, that's an A+. Plus. Most people would be breaking even for their first event. Profit's a profit. They don't have to do an SEC filing, so I'm happy. Exactly. At the end of the show, Jizzy wants to talk to Bestie about Mia. Mia, mm. of course, comes and sits down straight away because, well, what else is she going to fucking do? Mm -hmm. And... Giselle wants to know if Mia bought Bestie her Porsche. What is that about? What is this phenomenon of people buying people cars? Like, we've seen it a few times across this franchise. Because if people are loaded and they want to shower their friends with gifts and that's a gift they can afford, then fine. I don't care. Mm, okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Do you? I don't know. It just seems bizarre. Like, if you're all of a sudden making hundreds of thousands of dollars and your friend is still making minimum wage, you want to buy him a car, buy him a car. I guess. My mind just went back and Heather bought her, like, staff member a car and I was like, give her a raise. Yeah. 
but a raise, she's got to pay tax on it. See, I thought I assumed that Heather oh. bought a company car and the staff member drives that car, but the company owns the car because a car is a depreciating asset. It's not an investment. So right, it right, would right, be right. better if Beauty Lab and Laser bought the car, have to pay all the things for it, and this chick gets to drive a car, have a company petrol card so she doesn't have the expense of the car and isn't paying tax on the increase of wage. It's, it's basically a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking great idea. Right. I don't know. That's what I was thinking. But, yeah, I mean, if, if, you're, if you're rolling in dough and your bestie's not, you want to buy him a car, buy him a car. Yeah, I guess I'm just not that interested in this bestie and, like, we're spending so much time on the scenarios of who's watching who and who's having sex and this threesome with this person and it's just like, ugh. Who cares? Yeah. The one bit I did laugh was when what, was someone said, can we phone a friend? And Giselle was like, <laughs> we did. We phoned her. This is the friend. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> so funny. I don't care. I couldn't care less. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Look, that's the episode, people. I'm sorry. It was If it wasn't for Karen, I don't even know who would have covered it. Oh, Karen was so good. She was. So next time we get shots, 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 we get the girl who was saying that Chris and quote-unquote Happy Eddie were flirting with her. So is this the one that apparently Chris was flirting with at the taco party? Yes. And I don't want to – I don't want to say that she looks like she's not an attractive person, (laughs) but – Right. How am I going to put this delicately? I do not believe Chris was hitting on that person. Do they have to be hot to be hit on? I've seen some dudes cheat on their spouses with some fuggles. That's a great point, but I was just (laughs) fuggles. Um, I was just looking at it and I was like, I don't know about this, guys. Candace is a very beautiful woman. That's the thing. You all know I can't stand Candace, but I am not going to shit on the fact that the bitch is hot. She hot. Yeah. So... If you were going along those lines, yes, it is extraordinary. But, (laughs) again, I've said it. I've seen some dudes cheat on their spouses with some fucking fuggles. And I didn't didn't get it. Why am I not allowed to say that? No, it's funny. I just love how PC we are sometimes. (laughs) Look, it's on the show. We're talking about the show. And that's my opinion. Yeah. All right, what else do we get? Oh, Karen relaying the looking up the Volvo story with the torch. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Mia's spring awakening. Karen reckons she's the Muhammad Ali of live shows. However, none of the other ladies are getting that. They're all confused by what they're seeing. (laughs) And I can't wait to be as equally confused. It'll be great. Now that they all talk about the friend that Chris was apparently touching, those are Candace's words, so Candace is in the mix. And look, I don't get it, but I fucking laughed out loud when Candace called this chick a Sesame Street character. I don't know what it means, <laughs> but it's funny, right? It's funny. It's one of her better ones. <laughs> yeah. I've just As long as she doesn't hit below the belt, she can be funny. Yeah. And with that fucking pink hair, I'm into it. Mm -hmm. I didn't get much Candace this episode. All I got was the fucking pink hair. So I was happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the end. That's the end. So, um, yeah, so I think we'll be off next week. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everybody. Well, I don't know. We'll talk to you when we talk to you. (laughs) We'll talk to you when we talk to you. All right. (laughs) Bye. Bye.